Guten Abend, guten Morgen, guten Tag, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. This is a Doctor of Digital 619-389-3636, mick.smith at WSI World. We simplify the internet, wsiworld.com. 619-389-3636, the Doctor of Digital, mick.smith at wsiworld.com. Here in this episode, how to get more leads from your landing pages. This episode, I've got several things here for you prepared. On the agenda for today's podcast, what is a landing page? Two, understanding the economic value. Three, the landing page dilemma. Number four, the three critical questions. And five, applying the three questions. So for the podcast today, I've got some things for you. Stay tuned. Lots on the agenda for this podcast. What is a landing page? Number one. A landing page, by definition, is any page a user lands on first, and that can be three different things. Dedicated landing page, specifically built as a landing page, or also just your home page of your traditional site, the whatever you've got up, or an SEO page, a search engine optimization page. Your mindset will be key to determining what you would like to have on your landing page. So PPC for conversion, pay for per click, SEO, search engine optimization, SEO for conversion, or social for conversion. So a landing page will be determined by these three things and these three criterias. Okay, understanding the economic value. If you have a pad and pencil, jot some of these things down because this might be helpful to determining what you want to do with your landing page. What is the lead worth? That's where you want to start with your landing page, okay? So, assume that a sale generates $10,000. You can write that down. Assume that it takes 10 leads to get that one sale of $10,000. Thus, what's the value of the lead? Math people you know already, $1,000. If you want to generate $1 million in revenue, how much do you need to sell? That's right, 100. To generate 100 sales, you need 1,000 leads. The economic or financial impact of landing page optimization. Scenarios to generate a 50% growth in revenue. Your baseline revenue, $1 million. Advertising, 500,000. Conversion rate is 1%. Your profit, 500,000. Option number one. I'm going to have two options here for you. Option one, increase your advertising spend by 50%. Your revenue, $1,500,000. Advertising, $750,000. Conversion rate, 1%. Profit, $750,000. Option two, increase your conversion rate by 50%. Revenue, $1,500,000. Advertising, $500,000. Conversion rate, 1.5%, profit, $1 million. The financial impact of landing page optimization. Those are your two scenarios to generate a 50% growth in revenue. Are you a capitalist? I am. The landing page dilemma. Bear in mind, for capitalism to work, everybody is selfish, which is great, because you serve yourself and you serve your community. That's the invisible hand that Adam Smith described. We're all driven by an instinct to fulfill our own interest. I'm doing what I do because I love it, and it helps other people. 
We love to talk about ourselves. Most of us are bad listeners. Huh? What'd you say? <laughs> we forget names and faces that we don't find important or interesting. We're quick to gravitate towards people and situations that bring us gratification. That's human nature. And that's the capitalist system which is built on. I serve myself and I serve everyone else as well. Marketers, too. Well, they're selfish. They don't know it or haven't accepted it. Marketers aren't bad people. I've heard this. Well, I'm not a bad guy. But I've heard that marketers are often seen as bad. Here's the problem. They forget about the visitor. So they're so consumed with their marketing idea, they forget the visitor. Let's look at that question. They center their strategy around what they want to market and ignore what the visitor needs. And that's key. Business owners and marketers are only trying to do their jobs and want to get the best possible results out of a marketing campaign. So we understand that. But here what I'm going to do is to address how do we get to the things that the person wants coming to us, not what we want to push on them. Obvious marketing selfishness. Gated content. Oh, I've got content here, but I'm not going to let you see it. Very long and irrelevant form fills. Do I need to know everything about every visitor who comes to my page? Of course not. I don't have time to fill out forms when I go to a site. Neither do your users. Too much content on the website page. It looks like the kitchen sink. Everything's thrown in there. Don't do that. Make it simple. Focusing on the products and services that the company wants to sell more of, not what the visitor wants. And then also getting in the way and trying to upsell, cross-sell constantly as the visitor navigates the website. Here's a key. Keep this in mind. It's not about you. It's about the visitor. Ultimately, it's a win-win for everyone. You want to keep that visitor happy. If you have a piece of paper, same idea. Make three concentric circles. Make sure that they intersect in the middle. You're going to have three circles, and it says one intent, big circle. Make sure it intersects with another on the left-hand side. Put experience in there. And then another concentric circle that also crosses over in the intent and the experience circles, one on the right-hand side, goals. So you should have three circles, intent in the middle, intersected by experience with another circle, intersected with a circle stating goals on the right, and what is right in the middle between intent, experience, and goals, LPO, learning page optimization. Three circles right in the middle, another concentric circle, the last, the fourth. Learn landing page optimization right in the very middle. When thinking about a landing page, there are three critical questions that you want to consider. And there's only three. It kind of reminds me of the old idea of in real estate. What are the three things important for real estate? Location, location, location. So what we have here for a landing page, three questions that every landing page should be stating clearly. 
Am I in the right place? How do I feel about this site? What am I supposed to do here? Three things to be effective. Am I in the right place? How do I feel about this site? What am I supposed to do here? Question one, am I in the right place? Match the visitor intent and expectations. Don't make your visitors think. Have you ever seen the best website designs that are out there? Very simple, very straightforward. Primary example, of course, is Google. Make it simple. Am I in the right place? Coastal Insurance has got a good site. You can take a look at that. Am I in the right place? Match visitor intent and expectations. Don't make your visitors think this is a good site. Name on the upper left. Phone on the upper right. I know where I am. I know who I can get a hold of. And there's a quote now in the very middle. Coastal Insurance. Am I in the right place? If I'm looking for insurance, I know I'm in the right place. How do I feel about this site? A well-executed design boosts website credibility. Social proof, security seals, transparency, and available support builds trust. How do I feel about this site? Do I get a form, a warm fuzzy when I'm there? And last but not least, what am I supposed to do here? Visual emphasis directs visitors' attention. Navigation and calls to action are organized and presented in a simple coherent manner. Those three questions you want to be able to answer. What am I supposed to do here? Visual emphasis directs visitors' attention, navigation, calls of action, organized, presented in a simple, coherent manner. Take a look and you can see one example, Oxford Seminars. To recap here, now when I'm trying to tell you about the landing page, a recap. Am I in the right place? How do I feel about this site? What am I supposed to do here? The recap, match visitor intent and expectations. Don't make your visitors think. Well-executed design boosts website credibility. Social proof, security seals, transparency, and available support builds trust. And visual emphasis directs visitors' attention. Navigation, calls to action, organized and presented in a simple, coherent manner. Point number five that I alluded to was going to be on the agenda. Applying the three questions. There are four best practices that I'm going to suggest and advise you on. Avoid visual distractions. Out there in the jungle when the tiger was moving and I was trying to track it down, I saw it. But you know, I'm fearful. How do I know it's not going to attack me? Avoid visual distractions. We see movement and you might have that fear or flight reaction. By your viewers. Number two, display visual navigation on a home page. Number three, reduce the number of form fields. Number four, place trust symbols in the header. Avoid visual distractions, display visual navigation on the home page, reduce the number of form fields, place trust symbols in the header. Number one, avoid visual distraction. Why? Motion is distracting for visitors. It's great for television, not great for a website. Number two, large banners push content down. How to measure success. You can take a look at your bounce rate. Bounce rate, removing distracting content with content that visitors need or want should reduce your bounce rate. People there and leaving, they're bouncing. Number of pages with more click-throughs. The number of pages per session should increase. 
Conversion rate with visitors one step closer to the goal, macro and micro conversions should increase. Static versus rotating banner. Match visitor intent and expectations. Don't make visitors think. Visual emphasis directs visitors' attention. Calls to action organized, presented in a simple, coherent manner. And that's the static versus the rotating banner issue that you want to be able to consider. Number two, displays visual navigation on a homepage. Why? Well, visual navigation helps visitors easily find their way to categories, products, and pages they're interested in. How to measure success. Bounce rate. Visitors easily finding what they want or need should decrease your bounce rate. Time on the page. The increased use of visitors flowing from one page to another should decrease time on the page. And conversion rate. Visitors one step closer to their goal. Macro and micro conversions should increase. Visual navigation on the home page versus mashup of content or offers. Make sure it's organized and presented in a simple, coherent manner. Don't make visitors think. Well-executed design has your website credibility. Visual emphasis directs visitors' attention. Oxford Seminars, take a look at that. There's a site. Number three, reduce the number of form fields. Why? Well, each additional form field increases friction. The more fields you have on your form, the less likely people are going to fill it out. How to measure success? Abandonment rate. Lowering the cognitive load on your visitors should increase the number of form completions, conversion rate, reducing cognitive friction, increasing use of use should ease of use should increase the conversion rate. Reduce those number of form fields. You just don't need all that information. When you have first name, last name, address, city, state, county, email, phone, alternative phone, comments, my goodness, too much. Number four, place the trust symbols in the header. And why? Because the trust elements help visitors immediately feel safe and comfortable on your website. Makes it easier for them to find you, measure success, your bounce rate, time on site, conversion rate. Trust symbols in the header. And can you answer those questions on your landing page? Hopefully that's helpful for you. A lot of information might be able to help you out. Always glad to help. Once again, the Doctor of Digital, 619-389-3636, mick.smith at wsiworld.com, Walter Sam Ida, we simplify the internet, mick.smith at wsiworld.com. At least for now, class is out of session. Six one nine three eight nine three six three six. The Doctor of Digital signing off until the next episode. Take care. Have a great day. Bye now.